Hello and welcome back to the new arc. Episode 8. Episode 8, he says. What happened to episode 7? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. We stuffed up. <laughs> Not to mention any names. <laughs> but one of us forgot to record their part for episode 7 so we had a wonderful old conversation about ferrets in which I indisputably won the argument and we are going to struggle to edit it so keep holding your breath there may be a future time at which episode 7 mysteriously appears but for now, we are on to episode 8, talking about pigeons, which I think is going to be quite a debate. Before we get started with that, big news, we have another result oh, that's come okay. in. Okay. So I'll, I'll backtrack. Do we want to reveal the, the news of last week, since ferrets might be a while coming? So, yeah, so, so last week, we revealed that... <laughs> Cats were excluded from the Ark in a very, very close-run vote. Actually, since then, since voting closed, there have been a few votes that would have tipped it in the favour of cats. Oh, that's the the recount that I I requested. There's your recount. Unfortunately, the deadline had passed, so the ruling is set in stone. We're not having cats, which Saf was very disappointed about. We're still not over it. But you made a prediction as well. You made a prediction about the result for elephants. You said elephants were going to make it in. Drum roll, please. Elephants are in, overwhelmingly. Even greater turnout than foxes. Like 90, 95%. Elephants definitely, definitely in which I'm secretly quite happy about. <laughs> but, being my favourite animal and all, I will let you win that debate. We're definitely taking elephants on board the Ark. Although it's a bit of a, a strain on the tra- space. I'm willing to trade elephants for cats. Over my dead body. Over <laughs> my dead body, you can. Think about all those cats you'd fit in the space of an elephant as well. That'd be chaos. Herding cats. Be like 30 cats you'll bring on board instead of that elephant. Goodness knows. Goodness knows. What a voyage that would be. But today, we're talking about pigeons or doves. Same, same, different. Mm-hmm. And the, the first point I would like to make is a fairly obvious one. In that pigeons shit an awful lot. <laughs> it's about $1.1 billion of damage they cause in the US alone each year from pigeon shit. So right. that, that's quite a consideration, isn't it? If we're going to have the, the new arcs decks covered in manure. Do pigeons poop? More than other birds, i.e. seagulls or ducks or swans. Because 
I sense they all poop the same. I, I would make the case that none of those birds are gaining admittance on the ark, <laughs> but nevertheless, I, I, I think pigeons eat quite a lot, generally, as, as birds go. Uh, so mm-hmm. they've got quite a high-functioning metabolism. Like, smaller birds obviously have to eat more, relatively, to, to body mm-hmm. size, to, to get by. So hummingbirds eat peeps, pigeons eat quite mm-hmm. a lot, flamingos eat a bit less. So on a scale like that. But I, I, I personally think there's something quite disgusting about pigeon poo specifically. And you know that all bird poo is like poo and pee combined? There isn't much mm. differentiation between it. So it's like a horrible number three sludgy, yucky <laughs> yuck. It well. doesn't even have a place on the Bristol stool chart. You definitely need to see a doctor if your poo looks like that. Yeah, well, you know, we, I don't think we can exclude animals based on how much they poo because we've already got an elephant aboard the ark and, you know, no, no matter how much the pigeon eats, it ain't going to compete. But, uh, you know, given that we're talking about pigeons today, um, I found out quite an interesting poo fact um, in my research. So it's a good, good uh, time as any to share that, which is going back to the problem that you'd highlighted. This is only a very modern problem, um, whereas up until a few centuries ago, pigeon guano, don't know why, was seen as extremely valuable. Um, It was viewed as the best available fertilizer and armed guards would even stand by dovecots, pigeon houses, to stop others from taking the droppings. How wild is that? Such a short period we of time. We tried to fertilize on board the Ark. Crops? Dude, like, we are at, at Earth 2.0. You know, we need high-quality fertilizer. Yeah, so what you're saying is that pigeon guano is supposedly the best guano, which which makes a bit of sense. But, uh, I mean, we stopped using guano literally 100 years ago. So we have since then developed synthetic alternatives, nitrate, phosphate-based fertilisers, which are infinitely better than any sort of guano. Pigeon guano, flamingo guano, human guano. It's, it really doesn't matter, does it, that pigeon guano is, is kind of good as a fertiliser. It's free, and bro. I'm still not on board. It's free. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> it, it's free, but you still have to scrape it off the decks <laughs> and put it into our onboard greenhouse. We, we, which we, I'm hoping is slightly more high-tech than that, yeah, honestly. We, yes, we'll delegate. We'll find, like, an intern aboard the Ark, and that'll be their job. So we, we'll be fine. We'll save on costs. Um, yeah, man, I think it'll be worth it. Ah, lovely. The intern on board the new Ark. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good, good. Okay. What about this then? Did you know that pigeons will eat human vomit? You see, I thought they couldn't sink to any 
fresh lows in my mind. But I, I, I wasn't aware of that, eating human vomit. I thought only dogs did that. And I am not a dog person. I'll tell you that straight out. So, I, I mean, th- th- that is a, a big reason for me to be quite disgusted with pigeons of all sorts. I, again, that's not a big issue. It's free, right? Like, they clean it up for free. Um, dogs do it. I, I, I don't think it's a new low. I just think it's just kind of a thing that animals do. And it, you know, it's not that big a deal. Like, we shouldn't be so judgmental, man. But if you're le- leaning over the side of the new arc, horribly seasick or space sick or whatever the the term for it is, and that pigeon's just standing there next to you, just pecking away at the corner of your mouth. Ah, I I personally get seasick. (laughs) Right. I don't know whether you can get space sick, but I imagine you can. You can get car sick, so you can get rocket sick as well, presumably. Yeah. Arc sick. Arc sick, that's a good word. (laughs) I'm going to start using that. Arc sick, arc sick. But I, I, I don't think that's, you know, of all the reasons that we choose to leave animals behind, I don't think that is sufficient. Okay. You know? Um, what about this then? Right. What about this? Because pigeons are suicide bombers. I think that is sufficient reason. I will elaborate. Please so do, back yeah. in... The mid-20th century, a very famous behaviourist by the name of B.F. Skinner did quite a few experiments Mm -hmm. with and on pigeons, and he designed a pigeon-guided missile. The way this works is you put three pigeons in the the front part, I don't want the term terminology is, they're like the cockpit of the missile, Mm -hmm. they're like the, the big pointy triangle bit mm-hmm. that that that's the term for it so they get three pigeons in a big pointy triangle scary nose cone bit of, of the missile and they have a screen on which they can see like out the front of the missile mm-hmm. and they've been trained to peck where they see like an enemy ship so they peck on where this ship is on the screen and then the missile turns towards it so it's like the ultimate homing missile with three pigeon suicide bomber captains in it. And I think personally that's terrifying if we bring suicide bombers on board the Ark. So these pigeons are martyrs that we have kind of, because the humans built the missile, the humans loaded the pigeons, and they are consciously or unconsciously on this suicide mission to do the bidding for humans so no 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 they're not martyrs because a martyr has to die for a cause these pigeons are voluntarily choosing to aim this missile at an enemy warship won't they die in the process yeah so do all suicide bombers they're doing this without any ideology whatsoever they just want to cause human casualties they just want to blow up that bloody ship 
No, I think what what they're doing is they're they're saving the lives of a human pilot who would otherwise need to, you know, undertake this mission, and they are sacrificing them. Human. <laughs> I've never seen a human fit inside a missile. How big? It's like the, the sequel to Downsizing. How big is the missile? We're talking about a missile, not a bullet. Yeah, but there's no such thing as a human-guided missile. Well, there could well, there could easily be a missile the size of a car. Easily. Easily, easily. You know? I, I mean, I think the reason we don't have human-guided missiles is you'd need quite a, a hefty... Uh, missile to, to lift that payload. It's not quite as practical as it's a pigeon missile. Exactly. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, you can't blame the pigeon for for that. Again, it comes down to humans. Uh, whoever built the missile, you know, they designed it with the pigeon in mind. Maybe they hated pigeons. Maybe they need therapy. Don't know. But not the pigeon's fault. But that last point is probably right. Yeah, he definitely needed therapy for sure. But let me let me let me point out a recurring theme in your arguments against bringing animals on board. This one has been throughout from the very beginning, and it's always been this discrimination, I suppose, against animals that are nymphomaniacs. It's it's like your go-to argument. I haven't even made that point yet. Yes, so you I, must be psychic. <laughs> I, I'm going to preempt that to let you know that pigeons are monogamous and they're devoted to their mates for their entire lives. So that's that's that that's straight away, you know, puts them to a different category, and hopefully, you will approve. Um, and secondly, uh, this is fantastic as well, something that, you know, very, very progressive, both the mother and father birds also share the parental duties equally. Fantastic. This is the kind of, uh, you know, progressive, high moral standards that we're looking for on Earth 2.0 based on all of the arguments you've made. And therefore, I think... You know, they 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 earn their place uh, aboard the Ark straight away. I'm blown away by that preemptive argument. <laughs> I, I mean, you're right. Pigeons are monogamous. Quite rare to find that among birds, but there, there is a flip side to that because pigeons are also true vermin in that. They uh, arose in Australasia about 25 million years ago, and they've subsequently spread out across the world, breeding proliferously. I mean, nowadays they've evolved to the females. Uh, they have what's called non-stop breeding. <laughs> they just keep on having sex. They'll lay six times a year, two chicks in each clutch. That's 12 little pigeons per pigeon mother in any given year that you could potentially have. And that, that just means you get this exponential growth. So regardless of whether they are monogamous, which I will grant you, that, that's quite impressive for a bird. 
but still they are having a ridiculous amount of babies and still they're invading cities around the world so my my research would um would disagree with yours so so one of the interesting factoids i came across that pigeons control their own population i.e the number of pigeons in an area (laughs) will naturally stabilize depending on food supply and other factors and so that implies that there is no population issue because they're a hell of a lot more sensible than humans clearly and they would naturally adapt to the resources in a particular area and the population would stabilize so there, there is no pigeon overpopulation issue they themselves control it we could learn a thing or two we could say the same about we could model you can say the same thing about any creature you can say the same thing about covid19 covid19 will naturally stabilize itself out among a population after it kills everyone and causes widespread global catastrophe covid19 will necessarily be brought into check that that's how life works pigeons aren't doing that themselves they're just being limited by how many McDonald's there are in the city. Uh, it's, it's not very impressive. Well, I, I thought it was impressive. And I'll, I'll tell you what's even more impressive. Their literacy and numeracy skills. So, Ooh. pigeons can recognize all 26 letters of the English alphabet and are great problem solvers, apparently. And on top of that, A study showed that pigeons can learn abstract numerical rules, something that until recently was believed only humans and other primates could do. So here we've got an intelligent, literate population of pigeons that are self-controlling and they also can pass the self-awareness mirror test, which only a handful of other animal species have done. Dude, this is like... We can't leave them behind. They're just too, too advanced. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Pigeons are incredibly intelligent animals. There have been studies that show they can pick out uh, different famous human artists, like they can tell a Picasso from a Monet or a Suzanne from a Dois. So, I mean, that that's incredibly intelligent. I agree. But that just means they are excellent critics. It just means they're great at telling you how crap your art is. And in my case, it is pretty crap. (laughs) I'm not sure we want an animal on board that's just going to tell me my artwork is not worthy of uh, a Picasso title, a Monet title, a Cezanne. It's it's just going to tell me that my artwork is like a kid's scribblings. Well, they do say, you know, what's the phrase about... um truth hurts something something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, but i mean I, I think you can't blame it on the pigeon right so two things straight up first perhaps you could improve your art art classes perhaps or secondly no chance you know just make peace with the fact that you're not a monet or a picasso it's okay like you have other skills you know that 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 you can double down on again 
you know, that is not a reason to leave the pigeons behind. Um, I think they'll come in handy um, for the journey. Um, as I'm sure you know, they have amazing navigational abilities, right? And we've talked about this before, touched on a few animals um, where we could use kind of their skills. But with regards to pigeons, they use the sun as a guide and uh, like a magnetic compass. And there was a study at Oxford University that um, found that they'll use landmarks as signposts and will travel along man-made roads and motorways and they'll even change directions at junctions. So this is basically going back to their, their, their observation skills, right? Like with the Monet and the Picasso. They're amazing. We don't need Google Maps if we've got pigeons. And therefore, you know, we need a backup, right? We have our sat-nav system for the Ark. We need a backup. And they will come in super handy if we ever get lost. So, you know, I think it is essential that we have a backup system um, and pigeons are it. Firstly, can I say you should definitely become a therapist. That was an excellent speech <laughs> about giving up on my artistic dreams. <laughs> Secondly, I mean, you're right. We can't blame pigeons for too much of it. But I mean, we do blame robots, for example, for taking human jobs and pigeons will do the same. So there have been studies that show that pigeons working together in like small groups uh, can pick out uh, pictures that show cancerous tissue cells. So they can literally detect cancer uh, with like a 99% accuracy. And that indisputably is taking away the jobs of trained medical professionals, of doctors, of nurses, who've spent eight years or 10 years of their life studying to help other people. They are the robots of the animal world. They are destroying our livelihoods. And thirdly, you mentioned navigation. That, that, that's a bit of a mute, moot point, because it's a sort of either or. You're right, they're excellent navigators. Uh, I mean, uh, you mentioned the, the magnetic sense. It uses quantum entanglement is how they do it. So it's, it's something we, we can barely understand. How, how they navigate with the magnetic field. But the studies also show uh, that um, mobile towers, so like the mobile 5G signals or whatever, of which tremendous conspiracy th theories have been written, are really genuinely factually blocking out pigeons' navigational skills. So the mobile towers are causing pigeons to get lost. Wow. Which means we either get pigeon GPS or we get mobile phones. You can't have both, and I'm gonna choose mobile phones. Putting that out there. Right. Right from the beginning. Right, so I will disagree respectfully. Uh, you know, we. I'd rather have the pigeons not get lost. Would you? And our, you know, our current 4G speeds are sufficient. Um, and we have broadband, so it's fine. We don't need faster mobile broadband, but Going back to the cancer detection, that's amazing. I didn't even know that. So the fact that they can do that is just phenomenal. The fact that they're taking over jobs is irrelevant because AI is going to take over jobs anyway. That's just coming. So, you know, we can't keep blaming pigeons, AI, 
for our efficiencies, basically, right? The, the, the best, the best um, solutions will win. So, you know, if you've worked for eight or nine years to retrain, like reuse your skills in a better way that can make a contribution, do not slow down progress um, because you want to keep a job. Come on, man. Like, so, I don't know. I think pigeons, the fact that they can detect cancer is amazing. They should come on board. If any of the ARC staff, staff, that's not the right word, is it? Crew, the ARC crew. If any of us during this very long journey have early signs of cancer, Bosch, pigeon detects it, and then we can get, get cracking. On top of that, apart from the navigational abilities, apart from their cancer detection skills, they have amazing hearing abilities and can detect sounds far lower than we are able to. And so they can detect distant storms and volcanoes. So not only are they going to save us from cancer, they're going to save us from natural disasters. So they are now mission critical to us getting to Earth 2.0 because they will be kind of our alarm system um, that will allow us to take the necessary action uh, ahead of time, you know? So, like, it's getting, it's a pretty strong case for the survival of the human race and the survival of the ARC crew um, that we need the pigeons on board. Navigation, cancer detection, and uh, preemptive uh natural disaster detection triple threat once once they've sounded the alarm you don't need to carry the alarm then on board oh, you do, once you've you... smashed your your bedside clock with a hammer you don't bring it to work do you no but we don't know when this you know the cancer detection could be you know multiple cases over a period of time there's lots of uh, natural disasters that we will no doubt encounter. We will no doubt get lost in space, in space for sure. <laughs> and we will definitely get lost in space as well. So this is like a constant, uh, we need them like indefinitely. Mm. It's like the pigeon subscription. You can't, you can't cancel it. Yeah. All those space quakes, we're going to need the pigeons to, to warn us for space tsunamis. Space again. Space storms. And it doesn't quite Space work. Storms. Space storms. Mm. Very good. Very good. What about this? Okay, because you are harping on for ages <laughs> about the, the moral values of these monogamous pigeons. Well, but I think their one defining trait is apathy, because pigeons of all sorts are indisputably lazy. And to this, I'll quote you the case of the dodo, probably the most famous pigeon, apart from the rock pigeon, the feral dove, which is the one we see in cities. But the dodo is one everyone's heard of. Yeah, dude. And of course, they're extinct. It let itself go extinct. But 1662, 500, 400 years ago, it killed let it. itself we go killed extinct. It. No, Dude. I mean, we hunt all sorts of animals 
most of them don't go extinct. It, it doesn't even make a great food source. Uh, the Dutch, they called it, uh, what's the word? I think it meant like disgusting, disgusting bird. Uh, they, they had a name for it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it's Vergel is the word, is the Dutch word they used for it. Disgusting bird. They hated Bill, right? That's what they called it. Cause it tasted crap. They didn't even want to hunt but they it. Hated. It was asking, asking to go extinct because it's so bloody lazy. Nah, I think, I think, you know, you could bring up laziness with, you know, other animals, maybe like the sloth, um, for, for a future episode, maybe. You wait for that Yeah, one. but pigeons, they, to me, I've observed a fair few pigeons in my day, and I would say that, to me, they seem industrious. They're always going places, uh, you know, they, they, yeah, they don't seem lazy at all. They, they, it's very rare that you see a pigeon not moving. They're always on the go. They're, they're always walking down sidewalks. I don't think that's industrious. What really get, surprised me is I came across... Yeah, I came across a story, I think it was 1888. Uh, it's, it's like a real-life version of the hare and the tortoise. Mm -hmm. So a pigeon keeper and an apiarist, a beekeeper, decided to have a race. So it was one of their bees versus one of their pigeons. Three and a half miles. Do you want to know who won? <laughs> the bee won. That is how lazy no, pigeons bees are. are. I can outrun a bee. I can outrun a I'm bee. I'm not sure about that, That mate. pigeon lost. Well, going back to who's outrunning who, have an average speed, did you know this, of 77.6 miles per hour. I'd love to see you outrun that. And the fastest recorded speed is 92.5 miles an hour. That is not even Usain Bolt can do that. And did you know that pigeons can fly at altitudes up to and beyond 6,000 feet? That's amazing. That is not what lazy animals do average speed of 77 miles per hour 6,000 feet flying at 6,000 these are facts mate and they're not lazy at all I think I, 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 I think they will be very offended by that I actually said I could outrun a bee not a pigeon <laughs> I'm going to make that very clear from the outset I'm not going to be racing any pigeons how far well the bee beat the pigeon so um, because the pigeon was lazy. <laughs> that was my point. Not that the pigeon was slow, that it was lazy. This is the hare and the tortoise. Right. Well, well the hare and the tortoise. The tortoise was the hare wasn't lazy. The hare was arrogant. Oh, and, well. and, the so and the tortoise persevered. That's the moral of that story. Mm. So the bee was bees are industrious anyway they're like up there as one of the most industrious i'd say so the bee was being particularly industrious the pigeon perhaps a little bit you know laissez-faire um took took things for granted i'm sure it's learned its lesson it's reflected it's written a book done a podcast about it 
other pigeons are now aware of the situation, it won't happen again. But they are not lazy. Um, here, here's, a, here's my final closing argument, okay? Well, a couple of points. Point one, pigeons and humans have lived in harmony for thousands of years. And the first recordings of this date back to uh, Mesopotamia, 3000 BC. That's amazing. So, you know, that gives us hope that we can coexist um, on the Ark and on Earth 2.0. It's a very, very positive uh, sign. On top of that, and this is this is mission critical, pigeons are fed by many members of different religions, including Muslims, Hindus, and Sikhs for spiritual reasons. And I did the maths. I did the maths. These three groups of humans account for, have a guess, what percentage of humans on Earth do these three groups account for? 500%. Well, no, it can't be 500%, can it? <laughs> yeah, but now whatever you say is going to seem <laughs> tiny by comparison. Right, well... 40.5%, almost half of all okay. humans on Earth feed pigeons for spiritual reasons, which means... Yeah, I mean, it's still no 500%, is it's it? It's not 500%. Just going to say. But it's like 3 billion people. And I know we've talked wow. about, you know, the CIA coming after us and all manner of groups. But trust me when I say you do not want... Three billion people coming after you for leaving the pigeons behind because they're going to want to feed them on Earth 2.0 for spiritual reasons. And on top of that, there's three point something billion people from these three categories. You do not want them coming after you. So I am very, very happy to be arguing on behalf of the pigeon community today. And I hope the the 40.5% of the human population do vote for pigeons to come on board and then literally it's going to be a walk in the park to get over the 50% mark. Oh, bring it on. I'll take on the Sikhs and the Muslims any day. I mean, historically, it's the Christians and the Islams you want to look out for. That Those are the two, Christians and Islams. Historically, have a bad rap for killing nasty well, people who don't believe well well one believe. of them is the muslims is the muslims the hindus and the sikhs all three of them represent 40.5 percent so you have gotten one half of that group of people upset about the pigeons <laughs> no the islams and the christians they couldn't care less about pigeons that is pigeon fact and I think by the, the enemy's enemy as a friend sort of logic, they will be on my side. So I think I'm going to win this war. It's going to be like World War Pigeon. It's going to be great. Okay. But you've delivered your damning final argument. Yes, so I'll, I'll chuck one your way. And it comes down to three case studies, three examples, which prove definitively that pigeons are sadistic crooks, okay? Case number one. I mentioned earlier about B.F. Skinner's pigeon-guided missiles. So did you know 
that in 2014, very recently, Chinese officials had to probe the anuses of 10,000 pigeons <laughs> to check for hidden bombs out of their National Day celebrations. They knew these pigeons would be up to something. They knew these pigeons were secret suicide bombers hiding concealed explosives, secretly wanting to take down the Chinese government. What did the investigation prove? No weapons of mass destruction, again. Well, no, they didn't disclose the results, but clearly they wouldn't search 10,000 pigeon anuses for fun, would they now? (laughs) They knew they were hiding something. (laughs) Okay, case two. This one's an older one. Olga of Kiev. Saint, empress, Russian dictator, woman, scary lady. She is sieging the the city, the township of Iskorostan. She's been doing it for a long time, about a year. They're not giving up. So, clever Olga, what she does is she meets with the townspeople. She says, I've had enough of being nasty to you, keeping your city under siege. I will go away, leave you in peace, if, if you give me three pigeons for each household in the city. Guess what comes next? She has all of her soldiers tie burning balls of sulphur to the legs of pigeons. Of course, the pigeons go back to their roosts in the houses and they burn the city down and everyone dies happily, screaming in the flames and the chaos. Pigeons killed an entire city of people. They returned to the homes of the people who had given them safe homes, safe coops to nest in, safe places in which to raise their young, and they burned down their houses. They will do the same if we have them on board the Ark. They'll come back to haunt us with burning balls of sulphur on their legs. Case three. A pigeon was arrested quite recently for smuggling drugs across the Iraqi border, had 178 ketamine pills. They are drug smugglers as well as war barons and missile suicide bombers. I rest my case. Every single one of those um, examples only shows that the fault is with the human it's with olga not the pigeons it's with the guy that stuffed the pigeon with a hundred odd ketamine pills it's not the pigeon's fault uh you know they are just a tool and you know we could use them for their amazing navigational and cancer detection skills or you can use them for evil but ultimately you know it depends on who's using them and hopefully you know under our leadership aboard the ark we will use these pigeons for good so you know i i think it'll be fine there you go blame the chinese officials for reaching up ten thousand pigeon anuses i really i really do blame them not the pigeons 
who were innocent and now no doubt traumatized from the whole episode. This is where they get their alien abduction stories. Yes. And very legit ones too. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, let us oh. let us save these pigeons from from these types of people. Take them with us to Earth 2.0 where we will not probe any pigeon and they can live happily ever after. Well, there you go. I think you know what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to leave it up to our listeners to vote. Tell us whether we bring pigeons on board with the foxes and the elephants or whether they go in the discard pile with the cats and make Saf furious once more. Whether we're going to bring pigeons on the ark to shit over everything and everyone, whether they're going to bring flaming balls of sulphur, pigeon-guided missiles to blow us all to smithereens, whether we're going to be dying of psittacosis, whether we're going to have a $1 billion of damage on our hands. Actually, what one last <laughs> thing I found out which I thought was quite cute. They make pigeon diapers now because they, they shit so much. So you can what? buy pigeon diapers. What, as for, a, your, for, your, for your pet pigeon? Yeah, well, I mean, so many people keep pigeons. Yeah, so, wow. I, I mean, that's quite cute. Well, pigeon diapers. Well, that will stop the Chinese officials as well. Yes. Well, we can, we can, we can get some. We can order some pigeon diapers off Amazon pre pre boarding. Um, you know, if that if that would uh, put your mind at ease. Do you think Amazon sells them? I'm seriously going to find out. If they do. I guarantee you I'll buy a pack of pigeon diapers. <laughs> oh, well. So you can head to at New Archives to vote on whether pigeons are making it on board. Next week, we'll be back with another episode. And, Seth, what are we going to be talk- talking about? Koalas. Pick an animal. Not, no, Koalas. No, no, no. Kangaroos. Kangaroos. Okay. Talk about both. Koalas, kangaroos, kangaroos better. Koalas don't do a lot, so there'd be more ornament on board. Yeah. There can be like an ornament on the mast. I, I will allow you to have koalas as a complimentary oh. animal. <laughs> since we're not having cats, we don't need to debate that. Next week, we'll be debating kangaroos. See you then.